0: What's up and welcome back to another episode of Not A Normal Football Podcast. My name is Alex Dwyer and with me as always is my good buddy Russell Zellman. This week is week three of the NFL under the books. We are entering week four. We have a ton of awesome stories. We have a local guy who is on his way to being Offensive Rookie of the Year. We have some awesome games. We have some big news for the Chicago Bears. It's just been an awesome week of football, and I'm really excited to get going on this podcast. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing really well. It's uh, It's been a bit of an odd week for um, us Titans fans around here. We'll talk about that in just a moment here. But overall, um, it's been uh, – week three was a blast to watch. A bunch of really awesome games. A bunch of future playoff games, I'm pretty sure. You know, just looking at a few of them, like Seahawks-Cowboys, Chiefs-Ravens, Packers-Saints, stuff like that. Games that you could definitely expect to see in the playoffs, all with amazing outcomes. Really great players all around. And, yeah, it's going to be a blast. Um. And like we say every week, we're going to keep reiterating it. We hope everybody is staying safe right now, doing their best to social distance, wear your masks, do everything in your power to keep those around you safe. Yeah, it's something we should all do and something we should continue to do. But, yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a good couple of weeks and – also recording on Wednesday, September 30th, and that is International Podcast Day. So that's super exciting. Maybe you can give us an extra share or an extra follow, get your friends to follow or something uh, in honor of International Podcast Day for us. We're making a post a little bit later here. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a very good week. I'm excited to get into this one. Um, real quick, we're going to hit um, just um, some small news. It's not small, some big news from this week in the NFL, which affects my favorite team a whole lot, the Tennessee Titans. So on Tuesday morning, um, three players and five staff members of the Tennessee Titans tested positive for COVID-19. And then Wednesday morning, um, so this morning, another player from the Tennessee Titans tested positive for COVID-19. So... We, uh, we are the first team to really do this. There was a Fal- Falcons player tested positive last week, uh, but no one else was positive on that team, so that's great. But um, it's this is going to be a really big litmus test to see how teams and football clubs, along with the NFL, can really handle COVID. Um, they have officially postponed the Titans Steelers game on Sunday. It was going to be Sunday at noon. They're pushing that to either Monday at 5 p.m. or Tuesday at 6 or 7 p.m. So. This, this is going to be really important. It's going to be a really important next few days. Um, all Titans team activity has been suspended for the next few days. It's They're, they're playing touch and go with that to see when we're ready to um, practice all together again. It's really scary. Um, I hope that the four players and the five staff members who um, contracted, that. I hope they're all doing alright. I know that they all have had symptoms over the last few days. They, that's confirmed they've had flu-like symptoms. So that's really scary. I hope that them and their family are safe. I hope they're doing they're they're gonna be able to get through it it's a really scary time for um those those players out there but uh, other than that that's just that that's the negative we wanted to hit it we wanted to get it out of the way really quickly and then we're gonna hop into the really awesome things we saw throughout the week so um Alex you want to kick that off with the Dolphins and Jags game
0: yes sir and I actually didn't see this outcome like this. I actually thought it was gonna be quite the opposite, quite frankly. Yeah,
1: yeah, me too, dude. Um
0: the Dolphins destroyed the Jaguars thirty one to thirteen, despite mm-hmm. our boy from Illinois State University, James Robinson, is legit. He looks yeah, amazing. Ugh. And um I mean I loved watching him at school.
1: Yeah, um, dude, we, he was electric. You know, like, yeah. I swear he hurt someone almost every game. It felt like you know it was it. You, you'd we'd sit in the crowd and we'd hear James Robinson first down. It's just it's awesome to see him be, play like this in the NFL.
0: He's great, and I'm super excited just to watch his career blossom. He was electric at ISU, and. I didn't even know he was on the Jags until they announced him as their starter, and I was just super excited the second that happened. He had 83 receiving yards, 46 rushing yards for two touchdowns. He was on fire. But Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins offense was also doing incredibly well. Um, They got it done in most every single facet of the game. Even though Ryan Fitzpatrick only had 160 yards rushing or passing, I mean, the whole team just functioned very well. Miles Gaskin looked very really good. Um, Fitzpatrick had 38 yards on the ground um, for a touchdown, which at his old age, you never would expect that from him. Yeah, but, for real. Uh, he killed it. Jordan Howard got a touchdown, only on three carries for a yard. So, that's yeah, what it speaking,
1: is. Speaking of Jordan Howard's stats, man, they're 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 absurd. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but currently he has 16 attempts for 12 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. A true goal line back. Um, so that's it's he's, he's having an interesting season. He that's has for been sure.
0: completely relegated to a goal line running back. But hey, if he's getting the ball and getting the points and helping the Dolphins win games, that's what matters, and both of these teams are now 1-2 after this. Um, but that being said, I don't think that Gardner Minshew's bad. I know a lot of people are like, he kind of came down to earth in this game, and yeah, he didn't look as great as he has in the past few weeks, but I might be good with keeping Gardner Minshew around if I'm a Jackson Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars fan because if they can build more pieces around him and Robinson, I think they have a legitimate future because they're the team that people were thinking tank for Trevor, but I'm not sure if that's the case.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree, man. Um, just, I mean, having watched the Jags and yeah, they, they, they decimated, a a bad Titans defense two weeks ago. So that's understandable. You know, it's, it's our, our defense is bad. Gardner Minshew. He looked like a, he looked like a first round starter quarterback, but even with this last week against the dolphins where, I mean, their, their defense has a lot of pieces. Um, they've, already started to mesh a little more as the season has gone on they were looking pretty rough in week one and it's just gotten better um so it's really nice to see that kyle van noy is looking like a first team all pro so far through these first three weeks yeah i mean he's looking like an exceptional linebacker for the dolphins he is just running around the field and making plays here and there it's it's awesome to see but i do think that the the jags are not in the running for the first round, the first overall pick. I, I really think it's going to be between the Jets, the Washington football team and the New York Giants. Uh, I And other than that, I mean, there are some other bad teams. But to me, those three teams really stick out as being horrible. I, yeah. I think the Washington football team's defense isn't going to let them get the first overall pick because their defense is really good. And it's just going to continue to improve as the season goes on. I mean, their linebacking core is eh, uh, but they do have an exceptional cornerback in Fabian Moreau. He is one of the top three to four um, cornerbacks this season so far per PFF and their, their defense is great. I mean, we've gone over that defensive line. It's insane. We don't need to get into the Washington football team, but Back to the Jags, they're not going to have the first overall pick. And there are other good quarterbacks, not named Trevor Lawrence in this draft, namely Trey Lance and Justin Fields. And there's obviously some sleepers out there that are going to have good seasons this year and come up um, a little bit. I know Sam Ellinger, he looked electric in his first couple of games so far with Texas. Um, But other than that, there's going to be good quarterbacks. But I think if Gardner Minshew continues this level of play throughout the rest of the season, I don't think the Jags need to take a quarterback with either of their first round picks because yeah. they do have two first round picks this year, uh, their own first round pick and then the Rams first round pick, which they got in the Jalen Ramsey trade. So thinking about it, I mean, just looking ahead a little bit overall, I'm I'm trying to spot the main roster holes for the Jags. I mean, they have a solid O-line. That O-line has really gotten better and it's unexpected. They have two young bookend tackles in Jawan Taylor and Cam Robinson who look to be improving and then they have a couple older guys with uh with Andrew Norwell and uh and Linder Brandon Linder on the interior yep. but other than that their o-line looks good i mean if they just use these two first round picks on more defense like they did last year uh, or this last this last draft, I mean, they're going to be really scary They're if they keep using first round picks on just exceptional defensive football players. Then they have they have a lot to be happy for if you are a Jags fan. I I think Doug Marone's a bad coach. I don't think the Jags are a well run franchise. But if you can put that aside, there's talent. There is talent here, and they can they can prove they have a lot to prove over the next season, especially. Gardner Minshew
0: absolutely and then we're gonna move on to the Bengals versus the Eagles Joe Burrow did not start his career off zero three the <laughs> Philly Eagles are bad and I'm very happy to be the person that has called this for years to come that they are not a good football team and Carson Wentz looks continues to look really bad and if I'm, uh, I know you said it last week, but if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm hitting the panic button.
1: Yeah, and man.
0: If I'm just at all a part of the Eagles organization, I'm hitting the panic button. Carson Wentz looks awful. Miles Sanders looks legit as all get out, but
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah. he's still looking great. Uh, Jalen Hurts was in there for a couple carries, carries. So that was kind of cool to see him out, uh-huh. but I think it's Hurts time in Philly.
1: Yeah, Um, man,
0: it's hurts o'clock, man. Uh, I love Jalen Hurts. I wanted Jalen Hurts in Chicago. I think he's the guy and I love everything that he did in college. Um, People really just thought that Jalen Hurts was a rushing quarterback and then he went over to Oklahoma and put up one of the greatest passing uh, seasons we've seen in college football, except for one Joe Burrow on the opposite side of the ball um, who has thrown the ball 44 times in this game. His eye, his his arm's gonna fall off by the end of the yeah, season. Man. They he are does. going to Andrew like this guy, and it's gonna be sad to see because he's legit. And what I'm looking at the box score and everything, uh, it's amazing how well he reads the field. He has thrown to so many different targets, mm-hmm. um, which as a rookie quarterback is insane. Usually you'd you know have one guy. Yeah, Tyler Boyd had ten receptions, but. I mean, you're looking at all these other ones, you know, three, five for T. Higgins, five for A.J. Green, who still doesn't look like A.J. Green yet. Even Auden Tate, Joe Mixon, um, even guys you don't even know about, um, Thomas, Sample, Carter, all these guys are getting receptions. And you love that from your rookie quarterback. It shows that he's really reading the field. And I think that Joe Burrow um, is living up to his number one overall hype so far. Uh, I'm really, really excited about that. Um, uh, And I know that you and I talked about it. I'm a Joe Mixon fantasy owner in two different leagues. And as a fantasy owner, yeah, I'm hitting the panic button on Joe Mixon because he's just not done anything for me. He's absolute trash in fantasy. But (laughs) um, as a Bengals fan, I would not hit the panic button on Joe Mixon because that offensive line is ass.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Like that, that O line truly is terrible. Um, I, I think Joe Mixon, he's been remarkably consistent over the last two seasons, so it's, it's not something to really worry about. And they leaned on him, also. They leaned on him really heavily because he was their offense. You know, it was Joe Mixon. Yeah, Andy Dalton's not horrible, but he's certainly not a Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow has already shown that he can shoulder this load. He shouldn't be, but he, he is. Um, and. He just can. They're gonna keep giving him the ball. I mean, they're gonna keep letting him air it out because he's Joe Burrow and he's great at it, and he has a good receiving core, and he has a good running back. It's just that he's he's struggling. He's struggling right now. And like I said, it's a combination of the fact that the O line's horrible, and Joe Burrow is so good. They don't need to rely on Joe Mixon. They don't need to run it up the gut all the time. And right. Joe Mixon is is going. He's he's gonna bounce back. He's gonna regress to his averages, which is really good. So he's gonna positively regress, I should say, but yeah, it's it's there's so much to love with Joe Burrow. You know, there is so much to love. It's ex- it's exciting. It's gonna to continue to be exciting. Uh, and I do want, I do want to want shout out to uh, the formal or not the, the former um, Titans defensive back LaShawn Sims, six round pick out of Southern Utah, who picked off Mr. Carson Wentz, but who isn't picking off Carson Wentz these days. <laughs> he's already thrown six interceptions, and it's week three, so that's it's- really rough. But um, that's, that's more interceptions
0: there. than Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's almost it's almost as many or it's almost more than or it is more than Kyler Murray who was also thrown five. So that's a Ooh. little yikes mode. But we're gonna hop on over to that game in a bit here. So next we're going to head to a one of the best games of the week. Honestly, oh, yeah. uh, that would be the Rams Bills game. It was mm-hmm. it was a really good game. The Rams came back from a huge deficit. They were down twenty eight to three with Josh Allen just totally leading the charge for the Bills. It, it was a really exciting game. If you haven't if you haven't watched it yet, I would highly recommend that if you have Game Pass, maybe you could maybe you could check out um, maybe you could check it out or. Or if you just want to watch highlights, that's also good, you know. But it was a very fun game to watch. And one th- one thing that I really got out of it was how much how much talent the Rams still have at running back. They're, they're still yeah. so impressive. Like with Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers is injured right now, but Cam Akers is a stud. Mm-hmm. And even still... Uh, Malcolm Brown, who was a really good, uh, he was a really good relief uh, guy for Todd Gurley the past couple seasons. They have a really good, they have a lot of talent at that running back position, and it's it's they're gonna have this talent. They're they're young or they're, they're on small contracts. They're gonna be able to work with this talent for a while, so that's really exciting. If I'm Jared Goff, yeah, I miss Todd Gurley. Obviously, I miss my running back almost my entire career, but at the same time, I got some really good weapons and running backs to use now, and then. Also, you know, Josh Allen he, he led that Bills team back. There were some questionable calls and questionable calls in this game, I will say. There was a rough interception. Um it was a it was a Josh Allen pass to his tight end, Tyler Croft, and it he definitely caught that ball, but the the defender, um, John Johnson, he ended up coming up with it at the end, the Rams defender, but I'm the tight end was certainly down by contact. Um, But that, that I don't believe that was a true game changer. But what perhaps was a game changer was a rough pass interference call against the Rams defensive back at the end of the game that let Josh Allen go ahead and win the game. The the, the bills were down. It was the end of the game. They they blew their huge lead. And then um, he, he threw the ball up and it was there was. One of the softest defensive pass interference calls I've seen <laughs> in a very long time. Um, it, it, so it, it it wasn't real. That didn't happen, and it it did lead to Josh Allen getting that W. So you hate to see it, but if you're a Rams fan, you you guys have a lot to be excited about. It was it was a good great It was a very good game. It was you both are great teams, and the Rams should really feel like. I mean. They should be feel like they should be going to the playoffs, you know, like a solid wild card, 10 and six, 11 and five type of season is easily is easily attainable. I mean, also, you play in the hardest division in football. Every team is two a one or better, which is insane. But at the same time, you're you have a lot to be happy about. That defense is looking really solid. Um, honestly, Jalen Ramsey is having a great season. Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald. Like there's so much to be excited about. Sean McVay is looking really good. Jared Goff's coming back up to his overtime averages, which, by the way, if you're still a Carson wentz for over Jared Goff, yikes. But yeah, that's a big yikes. Also, this Dak versus Wentz debate, that's over as well. But uh, yeah, if you're a Rams fan, you should be happy. This was a tough game, um, and I'm not going to say you should be happy because you kind of got screwed on that pass interference call. But overall, you have a very good team, and it's it's a super, it's a super exciting season for you guys. Uh, you got any thoughts here, Alex?
0: I would like to be on record with apologizing for saying the Rams were done. Um, yeah. At the beginning yeah. of the year, I really thought the Rams were done, and they missed their window. But Jared Goff has really turned it around. Uh, He looks fantastic through three weeks. He looks like the number one pick from that draft Um, again. And, you know, last year Jared Goff was starting to look like the Jared Goff we'd seen the first couple of years in his career. And then uh, he had the 2017 uh, year where they went to the Super Bowl. And uh, it just looked great for Jared Goff. And then last year was just bad, really bad. And 2018 wasn't very good either. Um, it was good, but yeah, yeah, it, it just wasn't what we thought the trajectory for Jared Goff was because that 2017 season was just so damn good, and mm-hmm. uh, the whole Rams just came crashing down, but they look really good. Jared Goff, once again, just like I was talking about with Joe Burrow, just spread the ball out to everyone. Uh, he got both tight ends involved. Sad, I own Tyler Higby, so I would have liked to have had those extra 30 yards from Tyler Higby, but. Um, Cooper cup looks great. Uh, Robert Woods is owning up to that contract, which I really didn't think was worth that, but he looks really good. Yeah, and a guy that stud. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited about how Leonard Floyd looks over there. I'm yeah, really happy sure. about him. He got a sack in this last game. He's had two sacks this year. Um, so uh, hopefully he's found his home here in LA. Um, I love Leonard Floyd. Um, I think he still would have had a place in Chicago if we didn't need the cap space. We freed up $13.5 million for him. But uh, I'm excited that he's doing stuff again. Um, and hopefully this is the actual breakout year for him. It would suck if it wasn't the year that he was in Chicago. But once again, he's a Georgia Bulldog. I love to see him uh, do well. But then we're going to move on Over to the Cowboys versus the Seahawks, which was just an outstanding offensive showcase um, for both Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson, the still favorite to win the MVP, in my opinion.
1: Oh, everyone's opinion, Alex. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thank God that everyone sees it now. It's about damn time. But Dak Prescott, two interceptions. Um, Not very often you see him turn the ball over that much. Uh, So that was very, very, very surprising to see. But he threw the ball 57 times, which is unreal. Zeke only carried the ball 14 times. Michael Gallup looked amazing. Uh, Wilson was on fire. Cooper. I mean, once again, Dak has almost three guys over 100 yards. Again, and he's killing it. Dak is killing it. This offense is killing it, but it wasn't enough to stop Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, who had five touchdowns, 315 yards. DK Metcalf was crazy. Tyler Lockett was crazy with three touchdowns and 100 yards. Greg Olson had 61 yards, which you love to see. RIP Greg Olson. Um, (laughs) I miss him very much, but... Third leg, Greg. But uh, Jimmy Graham looks pretty good, and we'll get to that later. So I'm not too upset about that since Jimmy Graham's balling out. So, man, this was an exciting game. It just, it's so good. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a great game to watch, just an offensive showcase. And the the, the fact that Cowboys aren't running away with this division, though, um, is embarrassing because they're yeah. horrible. Um, certainly th- isn't Washington leading the division
1: Tactically, right now. Yes. Due to the strength of schedule.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's Ridiculous. all you need to know <laughs> um, that somehow Washington is at the top of that division. Um, and they're horrible too. Uh, everyone in that division's bad. bad. Um, we're not going to talk about the giants, but I'm still saying that Danny dime sucks. Hmm. Um, he was still bad um, this past week. And I'm yeah, was... that 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 game was bad for the Giants too against a completely decrepit um, 49ers team. But
1: yeah,
0: oh, the yeah. Giants are terrible. And, Absolutely, man. But we're gonna talk about the Cowboys and Seahawks. I'll let you talk about your boy Russell Wilson.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Mr. Frickin' Unlimited. I am still truly blessed and honored to share the same name as Mr. Unlimited himself, Russell Wilson. And I will always feel this way. Um, he is continuing to cook. He might as well be a master chef at this point. It is so exciting to see him throw to, at this point, two of the best receivers in the NFL this season, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And the argument obviously would be, you know, oh, they're they're – They're a product of Russell Wilson, which is true, but they're also really good players. I mean, we talked about Tyler Lockett in our wide receiver rankings earlier in the summer, and we both agreed he's one of the most, if not the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. I mean, Tyler Lockett, day in and day out, he has just been the picture of consistency for Russell Wilson. And now that he's finally throwing the ball and getting the opportunity to throw the ball so much like they should, he his stats are blowing up because he's so good. He's such a good receiver. And having Russell Wilson throw the ball to him, I mean, they're directly good for each other i mean this this uh game tyler lockett had nine receptions for 100 yards and three freaking touchdowns man like what the heck tyler lockett <laughs> is crazy good <laughs> it's it's awesome and then uh dk metcalf i mean he's out of we uh we will reiterate it probably every week but this man should not have slipped to the end of the second round that's no. absolutely absurd in every single way i mean the, the eagles drafted jj arcega white side you hate to see over it. dk metcalf Who 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 is that Oh, oh! His what are his season stats? Zero, zero, and zero. Right, right. And DK Metcalf is up to like 350 yards and like three touchdowns. Yeah, that's even that's, with
0: Alshon out.
1: Right. It's yes. It's it's insane that that practice squad players like Matt Collins and Greg Ward were getting more touches and more receptions than second round pick JJ White Whiteside, who was again drafted over DK freaking Metcalf and AJ Brown. I might add. Um, but. But God. I will, I will, I will, I go back to one thing I do have to say about DK Metcalf, and it's it's the classic. It's going to be all over ESPN this week, you know, or wherever it's going to be. Come on, man! Come on, man! DK, it's, it's a. If you saw the game, you already know what we're talking about. He he caught a deep reception on the ten yard line. It was it was like a seventy yard reception, and and then he just he just starts running. He has his hand all. He's being so loosey-goosey with the football. And then the and then the Cowboys' safety, Trayvon Diggs, runs up and just pops the ball out of his hand. It flies into the back of the end zone, and it's a touchback. Uh, you hate to see it. I was like, oh, you can't do that. You can't start walking. He thought – I mean, he obviously thought no one was behind him. He thought he burnt the – absolute Christmas out of Trayvon Diggs but Trayvon Diggs wasn't done with the play and Trayvon Diggs saved that touchdown because he did not give up on the play so good on you Trayvon Diggs that's freaking awesome but DK I mean this is this is a mistake he'll never make again no obviously I mean the rest of the game when he was about to get tackled he had both hands over the football he knew what was going on I he he <laughs> he knew he knew he screwed up but regardless he had four receptions for 110 yards so he was averaging 28 yards of reception Oh, my God. And then he also got a touchdown. Would have been two if not for his foolish, foolish uh, choice to turn the gas off. But it's acceptable because this was a great W for the Seattle Seahawks. That defense still looks bad. Jamal Adams is out with a grain injury for now. It doesn't look like he's going to play this week, which you hate to see. But uh, no one else has really been stepping up in this defense. It kind of sucks. Shaquille Griffin looks like a really solid cornerback, and he has for a while. But he got an interception. He picked off Dak. He had the game ceiling interception. And other than that, I mean, the Seahawks, are gonna, they're going to continue to put up 35 points a game. It, they're going to continue to have one of the best offenses in the NFL. The only worry is you want him to. You, I want to see him go far in the playoffs. I want to see Russ get another Super Bowl. But it's that defense isn't going to hold up against good teams. It's not going to hold up against the Packers. It's, it's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to hold up against the 49ers. That's not going to happen. So unless they can trade for somebody or really clamp down and figure out what's going wrong with their defense, it's mainly the lack of pressure Then they're, they're not going to be able to have a deep offseason run. Mr. Unlimited be damned. You know, it's, 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 it's going to be really hard for them to go far if they do, if that defense doesn't shape up, but man, it's so if, if, if you like just watching any football games, you got to tune into the Seahawks every week. You have to just, just to watch Russ do his thing. But now we're going to, we're gonna move um we're gonna move on to the Lions and Cardinals game. Another NFC West team. Another really good NFC West team. Actually, wow, we're hitting three NFC West teams back to back to back. That's cool. But uh now here with the Cardinals, they uh they lost this game against the Lions, which is a really horrendous loss. That's 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 kind of a yucky moment, if you ask me. And it's really because of I would say it's because of Kyler. He threw three interceptions. Um it was it was really rough to see. He just he just kept He kept throwing him. He, he. I think Kyler is a good quarterback, and I've seen a lot of good things from Kyler this season. Like, like a lot of good things. It's, it's easily to be able to see he's a very good quarterback. But I think perhaps he needs to. He can't read defenses perhaps as well as I thought, and perhaps as well as a lot of people maybe thought. And I think obviously he can get better at it. That's something quarterbacks get better at all the time. Some, and it's yeah, yeah, that's true. We'll get to it. yeah, yeah, and I think Kyler Murray can get better. I mean, seeing seeing the pure talent he has, and seeing his progression from throughout all of the first season, you know, he he got so much better as the season went on. And I expect the same thing here. He he's an absolute, um, he's electric when he runs the ball. He's electric throwing the ball. I think he just needs to be able to see those defenders a little better. And maybe it's because he's like five foot nine. I doubt it though, but. Um, yeah it was it was a great game DeAndre Hopkins continues to just be insane um and Andy Isabella truthers are happy he got two uh touchdowns he got a really long uh, reception and Andy Isabella is looking good he's looking like the second round pick he was meant to be back in 2018 I think 2018 or so maybe it was a fourth round pick I don't remember but uh he looks good Kenyon Drake is he looks good he's coming back to kind of what was more expected of him this season. But yeah, it was it. You hate to see. Um, I hated to see the Cardinals lose because I mean, obviously they're my they're my sleeper. They're my low key team for doing really well this season. But um, the Detroit Lions, they they got the W. And as as dirty as it was, Stafford looked good. Kenny Galladay was back, which is really important to have that true X receiver back that they've missed for a little bit. But yeah, Adrian Peterson continues to be an Eagles wonder. It's it was cool to see the Lions win a game. I won't lie. Um, but yeah. You, You hate to see the Cardinals drop a game like this, one that they definitely should have won.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely a surprise of the week was to see the Lions come out on top over here. But also, for me, not really a surprise. I feel like the Lions always pull out one of these weird games where it's like, wow, the Lions won. But um, a lot of that does have to do with the man at the helm, Matthew Stafford, who's easily, for me, top eight quarterback in the league. Um, I love Matthew Stafford. It's great to see Kenny Galladay back with them. Um, this offense is clicking a little more than they were. Um, so if you're a Detroit Lions fan, you love to see that. You're also excited about Jeff Okuda, who had yes. six tackles and an interception, living up to that hype on the number three, right? Number three overall yep, pick? number
1: three.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm jazzed if I'm a Lions fan about that. Um, he's really looking great already. And that makes me scared as he's going to be in the division for a long time. So I couldn't have said anything more about Kyler Murray than you said. Rough outing for him. I don't expect that to be the rest of the season. Um, Again, sometimes the lions just come out swinging one of these days. That's just, that's the lions. They always have one of these games and that's when, you know, we're like, maybe the lions are going to be legit. And then they never are, but it's just, that's just how it is. And Um, I'm excited to see how Kyler bounces back. That's the big thing. How does he come back from a game as painful as that to watch? But something that was painful to watch for me is this next matchup we have. The Green Bay Packers are very, very, very good.
1: They're a very good football team, Alex.
0: They are absolutely terrifying to watch. um Jesus. it's uh Aaron Rodgers is back to being a top three quarterback. Yeah. Um Drew Brees is definitely not a top five quarterback, even though he he still had two eighty eight and three touchdowns, but he's still not Drew Brees of old. Um and Alvin Kamara has just blown up this year. Um, anyone who is saying that Alvin Kamara was a one-hit wonder can go shut the hell up now because he's he's back, baby, and he looks oh, yeah. amazing. He's um, already
1: matched his touchdown totals from last year. Yeah,
0: he's back, <sighs> baby, and he looks amazing. But I don't know how much this has to do with Matt Lafleur, but I think a lot of this is just Aaron Rodgers is pissed that they drafted a quarterback, and that's why this offense is just crazy. Um, Yeah, that's
1: fair. That's definitely fair. So
0: until Aaron Rodgers leaves, I'm not going to believe this is Matt LaFleur, but Aaron Rodgers is putting up a case for himself to be an MVP. I think this race right now is Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and I'll I'll throw in Josh Allen just because I'm a big Josh Allen guy. But Jesus, these Green Bay Packers look absolutely amazing. And yeah. My God, I'm very, very excited about just watching this as a football fan. But as a Bears fan, I hate it. I'm terrified. Um, I don't like seeing Green Bay this hot. And I didn't think that Green Bay would be this hot during the Rodgers era again. But here we are. They took down the Saints. I think the Saints are on a little bit of a downward trajectory for sure. Um unless they can really get it back once Michael Thomas is healthy again. But even then Drew Brees just doesn't look like Drew Brees to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, it's, it's totally true i mean i we talked about it some last week and same with this week i mean it's it's truly an issue to not be having michael thomas right now he he is he is clearly so important to this offense and right now alvin Kamara is the offense you know i mean he is crazy stat to kind of put it in perspective he is fifth in the league in receiving yards fifth the running back alvin Kamara is fifth in the lead in receiving yards <laughs> So that's actually insane, and I expect those numbers to maybe taper off a little bit um, once Michael Thomas comes back. I mean, the dude has 27 receptions, which is already more than a third of what he had last the last three seasons. He had 81 receptions his first three years in the league, and now he's already to 27 receptions, which is already a third of that. And it's only three games in. The dude, the dude's, the dude's playing on a different level right now. The dude's playing like he, it's like Christian McCaffrey out there right now. You know, he's yeah. he's is, he's is completely. This he's, it's like watching Chris McCaffrey. Um, and it's it's so awesome because Alvin Kamara is electric, you know, offensive rookie of the year, three time pro bowler. He is he is a great running back. He is he is just a great offensive weapon in every way. And you you'd love to see his stats being going crazy, but it doesn't matter because Drew Brees just is not able to get it done. He is he has shown this this so far, at least that he isn't able to get it done anymore without Michael Thomas. And you hate to see it because, I mean, Drew Brees right. has been just he's been the guy for so long. And you hate to see the age finally show up. But I think age has really hit Drew Brees. And it probably has for the last couple of years. It's just been so hidden behind Kamara and Michael Thomas, obviously. Sure. Um, but, yeah, the over to the Packers here in this game, they they are they're right now. They're the favorites to take on the Seahawks, I'd say, in the NFC Championship. And they, they kind of both have the same identity. And that's they're going to put up points whether you want them to or not they they put up points at their own will at their own pace and they're always going to do that and you don't really have, your defense doesn't have a say that's that's the level that Rodgers and Russell are playing on right now it's it's not it's not up to your cornerbacks your linebackers can't do anything about it they're going to do this and that's it you know and and i mean Rodgers did this he he put up three touchdowns he had a great season or a great game and this is without Devontae Adams one of the best wide receivers in the NFL you know And he he was able to do that without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, the, uh, the, the undrafted player out of Iowa state, I think in the 2018 draft, he's looking like a true number two receiver for, sorry, he's looking like a true number two receiver for Aaron Rodgers up there in green Bay. Um, The, the, Especially the pair of him, Devontae Adams. That that's a really solid pairing. Yeah. And um, you know, you got Aaron Jones running as running back, Jamal Williams is also a very good blocking type running back. He's a very good utility type guy. And then they drafted AJ Dillon in the second round. For whatever reason, I still don't he know hasn't why really he didn't do Yeah, he's he I mean he's
0: has he seen the field?
1: I don't even think so. I I, I truly don't know. And it's surprising because they they've had goal line stands where they should be putting him in. He is a big running back. He's yeah. a power back. Like, like they're at the they're at the three yard line. Put in AJ Dillon. Like, what are you doing? Like, I I mean, yeah, they're still winning, like easily. But like, come on. Like, you drafted this dude in the second round. Give him some touches. Like, what's going on here? Uh, but and and one other thing I do want to hit is one of the craziest stats I I saw. Um, it, it it was broadcast during the game. It was the amount of. Uh, touchdowns that three quarterbacks had thrown to first-round picks. Um, I believe Peyton Manning has, had thrown like 300 or so touchdowns to first-round picks. And then um who's the next one? I think maybe Drew Brees. No, not Drew Brees. Um, it was somebody else, and they had thrown, I don't know, like, like 120 touchdowns to first-round picks. And then Aaron Rodgers came up. Mm-hmm. And he has thrown two touchdowns to first-round picks And his long – storied illustrious career and one of them came last night to former jacksonville jaguar Mercedes lewis who was a first round pick back in like 2009 or 2010 or something um so he he just gets it done it doesn't matter he yeah. elevates the talent around him and he always has and he continues to do so he's he's a great player i mean this isn't a this isn't a discussion on how good Aaron Rodgers was. I mean, I had him at eight in the offseason. I, I, I was remiss. I'm remiss if I don't bring that up. I will eat <laughs> our bad takes. And I, I will say that I think Alex and I, we are we we are very upfront about our bad takes. And I will say many sports personalities are not. You know, they 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 want they want to be right, but I we we definitely admit when we're wrong. I will say it's bad take. Aaron Rodgers today, bad take. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna move on here to um, the last game we're gonna talk about before we get into the Bears and Titans news, and that's the Chiefs Ravens game. It was on Monday Night Football. The, the Chiefs dominated. You know that they. I mean, obviously, I suppose that was expected. And no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, the Ravens are great, so it was not expected at all. But the Chiefs. It's Pat Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. They're they're continuing to prove that they they are the best team in the NFL. And I'm not gonna say it's not particularly close because. Based on how Russell Wilson's playing, based on how the Packers are playing, you know, it's it's they have some competition for that Super Bowl. I still think that the Mahomes would destroy uh, that Rust, that Seahawks defense in every single way. So it's kind of an irrelevant point. But the Ravens looked a little flat. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson has looked really good this season. He's still looked like he could get MVP again. You know, he's had a really good season so yeah. far, uh, but they, they looked a little flat and the chiefs just continued to be amazing. It's uh, there. I don't feel like there's too much to say about this game. Um, it was, it was a good Monday night football game. It was fun to watch. I mean, Andy Reed just continues to drop awesome goal line packages. He got a great shovel pass to Anthony Sherman. That was really cool. That was a, that was a fun play. I mean, Michael Harmon, uh, Tyree kill. They're just burners. They, they burnt that, that, um, raven secondary marcus peters i mean he there was this one play uh, it was i think it was to to hardman or to tyreek one of them and and marcus peters covered the ball perfectly he played the coverage exactly how he's supposed to in every way and he just mahomes just threw the perfect ball and the perfect ball is going to beat the perfect defense every single time it doesn't matter and they, they got the touchdown it's 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 how it is. It's Patrick Mahomes. You can't you can't really do anything. You're you're at his will, just like you're at Russell Wilson's will, just like you're you're at Aaron Rodgers' will. They're on a different level right now, all three of those guys, and it's gonna continue. So that's that's my thoughts on the Chiefs Ravens.
0: I definitely don't think that this is indicative of Lamar Jackson um, and how his season goes. I think Andy Reid's just his whole squad over there is just so good, and um, I do think it is a little easy. shut down Lamar Jackson though if you call the right game. We've seen that obviously with your Tennessee Titans and we've seen it Mm -hmm. here um, in KC but that being said Lamar still did have 83 yards on the ground um, so I can't really say that they stopped him on the ground when he was their leading rusher there in Baltimore Right. but 15 of 28 a little over 50% for only 97 yards and a touchdown isn't at all what you want out of your quarterback but It's Lamar Jackson. Um, You know, you just have trust that he's going to come out. And you're playing against the reigning Super Bowl champions who still look like the Super Bowl champions. Um, Travis Kelsey had a big game. Uh, Edwards Hilaire still looks great, averaging 3.2. And Patrick Mahomes just turned it on, and he was Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it really just boils down to that. But (sighs) here we are.
1: Yes, Um, here we are indeed.
0: Here we are. It is week... We're entering week four of the NFL season. (laughs) And um, quarterback Mitchell Trubisky of the Chicago Bears has officially been benched for quarterback Nick Foles. And it is a sad day for this podcast where... uh, I've been on the Trubisky train for the past four years and I still wish him the very best in all that he does, but in order to win games, Nick Foles has to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Um, Mitchell Trubisky did not play well in that game and Nick Foles came back and Destroyed the Atlanta Falcons because the Falcons freaking suck and uh, Nick. they are horrible. I am blown away just how god awful the Falcons are in late game situations and continue to blow leads. How Dan Quinn has a job, I have no idea. But Akeem Hicks is back. This defense is looking really good, even though I don't know how great the um. Falcons line is at all, but it's a big game next week against the Colts offensive line, which is arguably the best in the entire NFL. And if the bears defense continues what they did in this game, as far as the pass rush goes, I'm very excited about what's going on. Um, And I think Nick Foles is at least in this game. He was the truth. Matt Nagy made the right call to bench Mitchell Trubisky. (coughs) I didn't feel that Mitchell Trubisky had at least that terrible of a game. He had some really bad throws. Some very His deep ball is never going to get better. That's the problem. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky cannot throw a deep ball. And the second that Nick Foles stepped in, and he only had about 50% completion, but once that rust came off, Nick Foles was dropping dimes. And he looked absolutely fantastic. You can tell that he knows this offense, that he knows how to run this offense. And... The Bears won in against all odds. The Bears should have lost, but Matt Nagy called a great game for the second half. He trusted Nick Foles, and I think that's big. And I guess when Matt Nagy trusts his quarterback, he calls good plays. Um, David Montgomery got more involved. He looked absolutely fantastic. Nick Foles was adjusting the offensive line, like pre-snap and, The offensive line suddenly um, looked really good. I'm very excited about Nick Foles. I am very sad about Mitchell Trubisky. I love Mitchell Trubisky. Um, Like I said, I wish him the absolute best going forward. But the Trubisky experiment in Chicago is officially
1: over. Yeah, man, you... You hate to see it. You really do. It's a sad. It's a sad day, and it truly, for a lot of Chicago fans, it's probably a very happy day. I'm sure many Chicago fans have not been as much of a believer as you, Alex. So you you might feel you feel the pain a little extra heavy today for sure. Um, but it was awesome to see Nick Foles come back and get this massive W. That was. That was very exciting against the team that actually, you know, ended his Eagles career back in the 2018 playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's what happened. The very, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But um. so that was it was it was great to see. And one one thing that I am really excited about for the Bears. And I, I'm sure you are, too, obviously. But it's a couple of rookies you have. And they they go by the names of Darnell Mooney and Jalen Johnson. Yes. And Darnell Mooney, man, he is just an absolute speedster. I love I he is a good he is a very good player. And I cannot wait to see his growth in this Matt Nagy offense over this season and the next few years. Like I'm I'm very excited to see how Matt Nagy uses Darnell Mooney because he he is he is an outstanding player and he was a very he was a steal for you guys, I think. Like just seeing how well yeah. he's played so far and his true potential, like he's gonna be a really good player. And then uh Jalen Johnson, your second round cornerback. Man, he is he's playing like the best cor- the best rookie cornerback in the NFL right now. And it's not even really that close. Yeah. He he is he's he is playing, yeah, he yeah he is playing at such a high level. And that's that's really exciting to see, man. Like, God, that's that's awesome to, to have another great cornerback to go across from Kyle Fuller. Like that's that's awesome. And I know I'm preaching sure the choir with this, obviously, but it's it's those couple of rookies are gonna be really good. Um, And I think you wanted to hit Jimmy Graham a little bit here.
0: I did. Um, I think Jimmy Graham looks great now that we're involving the tight end. Um, It really feels like Jimmy Graham and Nick Foles have a really good chemistry going here um, in Chicago. Jimmy Graham had two touchdowns and 60 yards. And that's really encouraging. He was the number two receiver on the team for this week. Um, And a lot of that's just because Nick Foles reads the field and just goes with that dump. Usually Jimmy Graham's right over there just in the flat or right across the middle on a drag. Um, He doesn't have that top end speed like he always does or used to. Um, Not that he ever really did, but he did have some quickness to him, but he's just not, he doesn't have that anymore. And, but Nick Foles reads the field. Um, We saw players that hadn't really gotten that involved. Um, Ted Ginn Jr. had a pretty big reception. He hasn't, he's been very quiet as a bear. I forgot he was on the bears until this past game. And Demetrius Harris made some big plays, another tight end. And like you said, yeah, Darnell Mooney, I'm super excited. He only had two receptions in this game, but he's shown some really, really great flashes. That was one of the guys that I was genuinely excited about this offseason in the draft. And um, he's going to be one of those guys that, once again, Ryan Pace, if it's after round four, he's going to find guys that are great.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, and then one other guy I want to give a shout out um on the Bears here. Uh, Akeem Hicks. He looked he looked awesome he's this back. game. Yeah, he's back, baby. He was he was tearing through that offensive line. Tearing through a good interior, especially with Alex Mack in there. I mean yeah. Alex Mack's still one of the best centers in the league. And he was he was ripping through it. Um their, their guard situation's a little iffy, I won't lie. But I mean, Lin or Mac's exceptional. Uh Lindstrom first round pick uh two years ago. I mean he is he has shown that he does have skill there at guard. So I Mac Mac looked amazing. The Matt or sorry, Hicks looked amazing. And then Mac, he got in there for a half sack. Screw the Mac Gators. He gets held every play. Every that's play. for sure. Every play. Can't hold Mac. Um, yeah, yeah, they, it's it's ridiculous, but I'm I'm super happy the Bears um, moved up to three and zero to start the season. That's really exciting. And like you said, um, the Colts the Colts game next week. I mean, they're they're definitely the going to be the best team you guys have played. Um, so it's it's going to be a good game. I'm very excited to watch it, and I'm very excited to put all my attention on it because the Titans game got moved. So I'll be giving all of my attention to that Bears Colts game. I'm and I can't wait to see the Colts live the entire game because I want to see how they are, man. Like they're two and one right now, and I really hope you guys can knock them to two and two. I'll be rooting for the Bears so hard for many reasons, obviously for the Bears always, but this this one's even more important because AFC South. Um, but yeah, I want to see the Colts. I want to see Philip Rivers. I want to I just want to see it and I'm excited to see it. It's going to be a good game and I, I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. And then uh, finally, we're going to hit the Titans real quick as we end today's show. The Titans played the Vikings and man, Titans fans, we've been having heart attacks all season. Now the Titans are officially 3 and 0 on the season beating the Minnesota Vikings and we have won those three games by a combined, a combined point differential of six points. So that's uh, really awkward. Um, it is the week three, third week in a row, that we have had a game-winning field goal from kicker Steven Goskowski, who had a horrible showing week one, and then he came back uh, full force the last couple weeks, especially this week. He hit six field goals, one extra point. Um, we went for two on the other one. So he overall came up with 19 total points and he was named the AFC special teams player of the week. So I'm really happy. We didn't decide to cut him after the game. He, yeah, he is, he is, he is still Goskowski. He is still, you know, one of the best kickers of the 2010s. That's what he was. And I, I still think that he, he can do it. He hit two over 50 yarders. He, he's got ice in his veins. Also Titan should build a dome, but that's besides the point. Um, Ryan Tannehill, uh, he looked, pretty solid this game there's a little to be desired there he threw an interception no touchdowns but he he threw 320 yards um it was a hard game um i expected him to tear up this vikings uh defense and secondary especially a bit more than he did but i will give a shout out to khalif raymond uh a big Time speedster who caught some important balls for us down the stretch last season, especially a big time touchdown in that Ravens playoffs game. But in this game, he had three receptions for 118 yards. He he was he was burning those corners. He was burning those safeties. He had a very good game. And I was excited because Khalif Raymond was kind of the offseason wide receiver sweetheart for the Titans he was just getting talked about all the time yep. people were super excited and I, I bought into the hype man I was excited but then he looked completely lost out there in week one against the Broncos he looked terrible he didn't really do much last week but this week he showed that he does he, he can do it he does still have hands and I mean maybe he's just a one-trick pony maybe he's just a deep threat but that has a very strong place in today's NFL and it always has so I, I'm happy that we have a solid deep threat in Khalif Raymond. Uh, Corey Davis had a solid day, and then the real guy who's back now is um, is is Derrick Henry. Sure is Derrick Henry. He had 120 yards. He had two touchdowns. King Henry, baby. Um, it was it was awesome. He he had a really good game. The, there's still some um, something to be desired from the run blocking of the Titans' offensive line, but overall, I mean, Derrick Henry had a really good game. He got that W, and then one other guy I want to give a shout out to is uh, Christian Fulton. Our our first round or second round cornerback out of LSU, man, he had a really good day. He was not covering yeah. Justin Jefferson, to be clear. Uh, t- Justin Jefferson had an insane game, but it was that was not it was it not was him. Not, yeah, it, it was not <laughs> his assignment. It was uh, Mr. Malcolm Butler, who we might have the slowest starting cornerback uh, tandem in the league in Malcolm Butler and Jonathan Joseph. They look like burnt toast. Always, they are so slow. And uh, Jonathan Joseph had an interception that should have been a pick six, but there's a really soft um, illegal blindside block called on Davian Clowney, which you hate to see, but it was super soft, so I don't don't buy it. But um, Jeffrey Simmons, he looked insane in this game. I don't know if you were able to catch any highlights of this game, Alex, but Jeffrey Simmons, our big defensive tackle. He was wrecking that Vikings offensive line. I mean, this was his coming out game. He had he had one. He had a sack. He had like four tackles for loss. He was insane. Like he was behind the line of scrimmage almost every play. Just he was so good and he was caught. He was wreaking havoc. And it was just it's exciting to see Because, man. He he was he, he was a top five talent in last year's draft. And he's looking like that now. And then finally, Dalvin Cook went off against our defense because it's horrible. Justin Jefferson went off our, against our defense because it's horrible. And then we held. And then Christian Fulton held Adam Thielen to three receptions for 29 yards and uh, one touchdown. But that touchdown was actually given up from the linebacker. All I'm trying to say is Christian Fulton's really good, and he's I'm really fire. happy he's 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 super good. But overall, this was a tough game. I talked my crap. I, I got a good buddy who's a Vikings fan, and I I talked I talked mess. Leading up to a big time, and I was getting really worried. I was about to eat my words, but then the Titans came back. They got that W, and I've said this many times. I'm going to continue to say it. Old, if this was an old Titans team, 2016, 2017, right now, we would be 0-3, but we continue <laughs> to find ways to win bad games. Good teams win bad games, and I feel really confident in saying the Titans are a good team, and it makes me happy that we're 3-0 right now, even though it's only been by a collective score of six points.
0: Yeah, um that's kind of how I feel about Chicago. Um Chicago is probably the worst 3-0 team in the league. Um that being said, they have started to really just show their resilience, um which I'm really excited about. And now with unfortunately more uh, consistent quarterback play. I really feel like Chicago has a legitimate chance. Um, That being said, that really hinges on if Nick Foles can stay healthy, which he never has for his entire NFL's career. So hopefully he does. Uh, Being said, the Vikings are and three, which is super exciting. Very, very exciting. Um, That's who people thought were the favorites to win this division. But of course the green Bay Packers are back and maybe better than ever. Um, But, the Vikings are out of the way. I think that this is just the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is bad um, this year, um, which it, he's how, – how many interceptions does he have already? It's a ton. Uh,
1: I think it's four or five maybe. Five, uh, I think. He has six. Oh, God. God.
0: Um, he's not looking good this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about the Vikings whatsoever. Uh, yeah, this year i really be. don't think that yeah. they have it all together um which i was in that camp of thinking they weren't but i also didn't think that green bay was going to be very good and here we are they're probably the team to beat in the nfc um, yeah, yeah. as a collective whole i think that the offensive power in seattle is much stronger than green bay but i think as a whole green bay is the team to beat yeah the they NFC. have a better defense
1: for sure yeah,
0: yeah. um but That's about all that we have for this week. We want to remind everyone to follow us on Facebook. Give us a like over there. Follow us on Twitter and YouTube. All of those are not normal football. Um, We usually try and post some weekly updates in there. Usually I'll find like some posts from Shefty or uh, Ian Rappaport or SportsCenter or something like that. Just to kind of keep the page fresh and... uh, Check in how we're doing during the week, and we love to hear from you, the fans. Don't be afraid to comment on there. I'll try and comment once I figure out how to switch from commenting (laughs) as not normal football to myself. But um, And it's it's an exciting time to be a fan of the NFL. Uh, I'm very glad we are in week four, and... Right now, we have a little bit of a scare here with the Tennessee Titans, unfortunately. But that it just means it's a reminder to wear your mask if you go out. If you go to the grocery store. If you go pick up food from somewhere. Wear your mask. Don't get into large gatherings. As tempting as it is, just stay home. Wear your mask. Be safe. Um, We encourage everyone just to um, be as... Cognizant, cognizant of the situation surrounding the world and the sooner that we do that the sooner we can get back into the stadiums and enjoy the sport that we love the way we want to enjoy it um, and do you have any final remarks for us my friend
1: nope just just happy to be here happy to be talking to you happy to be talking to our fans doing one of the things i love the most talking about football i it's been great i'm I'm happy that um this is actually our 20th episode i think so yeah that's it's it's flowing by and just having this to look forward to every week or every couple weeks is it's it's easily the highlight of my week and i'm just i'm happy i'm happy to get to have it so um thank you for doing this with me alex uh thank you for thank you for everyone who listens making this reality just getting to do it having stuff on spotify it's awesome um i'm just just happy so yeah
0: Once again, this was Alex and Russell from Not Normal Football. We will see you in a week after week five of the NFL season. We'll see you later.